You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show, starring yours truly, Garrett Ashley Mullet. Uh, Just a quick note, this is episode... 78. It is February 3rd, 2021. It is a Wednesday, and I am coming to you live. I am alive, rather, as of the time of this recording, from Greeley, Colorado, the great state of New California. I mean, Colorado. Uh, It is just a quick note that I want to make with regards to why this is called the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. And it's funny because I cringe from time to time when I look at my podcast or when I introduce myself to anybody as a a podcaster or as somebody who's got a a show on Anchor FM and Apple Podcasts. If you listen to this on Anchor FM and you prefer Apple Podcasts because you get the little notification when a new episode is available, you can find the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Apple Podcasts, by the way. But I cringe because I see the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show and I want to be clear, this show is not supposed to be all about me. I am me, and so obviously I can't do a show without telling you who I am in some respect. Otherwise, I'm just some disembodied voice. And since I don't think that that's particularly engaging or uh, stimulating or compelling when other people are just disembodied voices, I'm not accustomed to there being disembodied voices, I thought for the sake of the audience... Knowing who I am, I will just have that be the name of the show instead of getting creative and thinking of some clever sounding name for the podcast. I'll just use my name and I'll just say this is my show. And so that's what it is. I hope it doesn't seem egotistical to anybody. Maybe that's a silly thing. Maybe that's me being neurotic, even to worry that uh, this comes across as egotistical. But I looked at all of the different podcasts and uh, shows that I listen to as far as political commentary, as far as theological and political commentary, social commentary. And most of them, if not all of them, most of them have the name of the host, the person who you are trying to listen to and you're trying to get their perspective uh, as the show title. And so I just thought, well, maybe that's what I should do. I will have this be the Garrett Ashley Mullet show. People will know that this is my show, just like I know that the Ben Shapiro show is Ben Shapiro's show. I know that the Matt Walsh show is Matt Walsh's show, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, that said, that off to the side, let's move on to the topic today, which is another question that I got recently from a listener. Last episode, talked a little bit about the question of what's the difference between a conservative and a Republican And I basically summarized the difference in my mind anyways as the difference between myself and Mitch McConnell or Mitt Romney. Yes, they might be Republicans, but they are not necessarily conservatives. All Republicans are not necessarily all conservatives. And there are people that are conservative who are not Republican, and I consider myself to be an independent conservative. I think of myself first and foremost as a Christian But as a result of my Christian faith and what, by God's grace, I think I understand, at least, of God's word, I am what is commonly thought of as a 
political and social and I think fiscal. I think I'm a fiscal conservative. Um, I'm, I'm a conservative politically. It just makes sense to describe me that way. I am not a progressive. I do think that progress is worth having. I don't think that we should be Luddites who smash the machines because we're used to doing things the same way that our ancestors have done for hundreds of years. I am all about technology. I like technology. But I don't think that anything new is really new. I think that uh, Solomon in Ecclesiastes and Proverbs and Song of Songs had it right. I think that uh, those books are inspired by God and uh, that when it says that there's no new thing under the sun, that it really means there is no new thing under the sun. There's nothing really original that hasn't been before. We just didn't remember it down through the ages. We didn't have that much self-awareness as a species to realize that historically this is just a new verse of the same song. And this song has been sung for thousands of years of recorded history. And it will, by God's grace, continue to be sung for thousands more. But you think about all the information that is out there that we have at our fingertips. We have the most powerful supercomputer of 50 years ago in our pocket at any one point during the day. And what do we choose to use that supercomputer for that's far more powerful than what we went to the moon using? Very often we use it to... Uh, you know, look up funny cat videos. So, uh, you know, the fact that we have all this information that is out there, it's available, really doesn't do us a lick of good if we don't have the wisdom to go seeking out the relevant information and applying it and understanding it. And really, according to the scriptures, according to Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if we don't have the fear of the Lord, it's really hard to have an enduring, uh, good, positive application of all this wealth that we find ourselves the inheritors of. In fact, I think that Ecclesiastes would have a lot to say about uh, foolish, wicked sons who do not uh, you know, prove good stewards of the riches and the wealth and the power and the influence and the authority and the reputation that their fathers have stored up for them. And I think we, as this generation of Americans, may well find that uh, that is applicable to us and that our ancestors would roll in their graves to see how we are letting this country be taken over. Maybe not, maybe not, maybe so. God will be the judge. But uh, this episode, I want to talk a little bit about some question that I got, another one from Ben Davidson. Thank you, Ben, if you're listening. Thank you again for your question. It's a good question. Uh, But he asked me privately, he said, uh, so if you are trying to get off of Amazon and you're trying to get off of all these big tech uh, platforms as much as possible, why are you selling your book through Amazon.com? And that's a fine and entirely fair question, even if I get a little bit uh, of a you know, sense of reluctance to answer it. And I want to be careful in the way that I answer this. And I, and I hope I'm not being inconsistent. And I don't think he's alleging that I'm being inconsistent, but I I worry, and I hope that I'm not being inconsistent. So here's the story. I'll I'll back up a ways, and I'll explain it as best I can with the time that I have. 
For years, I have been very concerned about Facebook and Twitter. To a lesser extent, I've been concerned about Google, particularly where their search engine results are concerned. I think it's an extremely effective way of manipulating people without their realizing in the majority of cases, especially years ago, that they are being manipulated. They think that they are going out there and they're getting the objectively best answer to the questions that they have and they're they're getting the best information possible to make informed decisions about everything in life, everything. And I've been concerned about Google more so. I've been concerned about Twitter and even more so I've been concerned about Facebook because I was very, very active on Facebook since the year after that company was founded. Uh, I was to a lesser extent active on Twitter and in part, large part, I wasn't active as much on Twitter because I am not so succinct that 110 characters or whatever it was, 140 characters, uh, whatever the limit is on Twitter is enough. So unless I have just written some lengthier article on the blog or I am linking to an article somebody else has written or a video somebody else has taken and shot and uploaded, I'm not interested in the format of Twitter. And so, yes, they were uh, dirty dealers for conservative commentators and they were curating the news and they were suppressing stories for a long old time before it got so egregious back in 2020 during the election with the Hunter Biden laptop story and the New York Post article and New York Post having their Twitter account locked out, people not being allowed to share the Hunter Biden laptop story. Yes, Twitter was doing bad things a lot longer than that, and it was bad. Facebook affected me personally the most, and I saw it up close the most. I saw the manipulation and the brainwashing that they were trying to engage in. I saw the censorship. I saw what they did with changing up the rules of the game in a way that drastically and, and uh, you know, very negatively impacted what we were trying to do with the blog several years ago. And they locked things down to where you had to pay them almost like an extortionary fee when that's not their business model anyways. That's not where they were making their money for years and years. They were making their money from selling your metadata and selling advertising. And then you create a page and you promote it and you get a bunch of people liking and following and wanting to see your content. And all of a sudden, you see your reach to those people that are your audience shrink more and more and more and more and more. And it all came down to them uh, censoring people that held views based on their algorithms or based on self-identification, holding views that the Facebook uh, corporate employees and executives and managers and donors uh, didn't want you or anybody else to hold. And so their way of putting their finger on the scales was to manipulate the algorithms, to manipulate people's feeds. So that bothered me a lot. And I knew that, generally speaking, Jeff Bezos and Amazon are not conservative powerhouses. They're not big-time donors to Republicans. They're not people that are going out there and, and arguing my values. But in the sense that Amazon just kind of was the quiet in the land, they sell books, they sell furniture, they sell clothes, they sell knickknacks, they sell electronics, they sell everything, right? They sell absolutely positively everything anymore. And as far as I didn't personally feel any impact of their uh, shenanigans or I didn't notice their shenanigans, or it didn't seem like that was the 
biggest existential threat to our um, civil liberties, our God-given rights, our political freedom, our religious liberty. Insofar as Amazon did not even hit my radar, I was not worried at all about Amazon and trying to get off of Amazon. And that is to make an important point that I am not just against big tech because it's big. To me, the idea that a big technology company is providing a valuable service and therefore uh, attracts a lot of customers is fine. That's fine. I don't think that Jeff Bezos has too much money, but what he does with that money might be concerning if he's doing corrupt, evil, wicked, horrible, no good, awful things. So also, if he's got a giant corporation that a lot of people depend on, I don't have a problem with that so long as he's not abusing that power, that ability. And so the question of why am I publishing my book? Why am I selling my book on Amazon? Why am I buying anything on Amazon? Because I still am. Uh, Why am I buying anything on Amazon if I'm encouraging people to get off of Amazon? Well, I think, as I said in my program where I talked about we need to get off of these big tech platforms to the greatest extent possible, I think I even said then that I don't think we need to cut off our nose to spite our face. And so, like in the case of my wife, where she's got a a page for Evelyn Ever After, her sewing business on Facebook, if she doesn't have something else to tell her customers and her followers to migrate over to just yet, then I'm not going to give her a hard time for trying to hang in there for now while she figures out what to do to get out of there. Uh, If Amazon is the place that I need to shop, in order to get things for work, in order to get things for my home, for my family, for myself, then I will do that in the meantime while I also try, as I have the time and opportunity and ability, I will try to find and arrange and line up some alternative places to go just in case. And I think that's a wise idea anyways. You know, even if Jeff Bezos... And Amazon Web Services had not pulled their funny business with Parler, it would still be wise to not be so wholly dependent on them. I think that the worst thing for innovation is a lack of competition. I think that Amazon will at some point become really complacent if they don't get absolute support from the government or get taken over and private, not privatized, but uh, if they don't get uh, basically turned into a proxy of the government. Uh, I think that they will, at a certain point, become complacent and something else will come along. Several things will hopefully come along which take market share away from Amazon, not because I don't want them to be so wealthy. I don't want Jeff Bezos to be so wealthy. It's not because I have an axe to grind against Amazon, but because I think you will have innovation. You will have other platforms, other marketplaces come up and say, you know, we do this a little bit differently, and you might like it better. And people will find they do like it better. And so they will switch over. And I think the less dependent we are, the less we put all of our eggs or most of our eggs in so few baskets, the safer we are. And there's that maxim of uh, Lord Acton, the famous one, that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I don't believe that power is actually the thing that corrupts. I think that people are already corrupt and that as they have more wherewithal 
to demonstrate and to act on their corruption. And as they feel themselves increasingly unaccountable because of their power, then you see how corrupt they were all along. And so what you want is you want there to be a mechanism in place. And you do this by fostering competition and encouraging and patronizing uh, other outlets and not putting all of your uh, attention into just Amazon. But you, you do this so that there's an accountability mechanism. If Facebook realizes that I can leave anytime I want and go over to MeWe, then maybe Facebook doesn't push the envelope quite so hard and trample on my rights. If Twitter realizes I might be able to go over to Parler, maybe, just maybe, they cool their jets on trying to shut down my voice. If I'm an author, if I'm a podcaster, maybe, just maybe, they don't push that envelope quite so hard. But if all of a sudden, Facebook, Twitter, Amazon, Google, Apple, they can all put their heads together and say, hmm, we discussed it, Parler, we decided that the world doesn't need you. You are fired. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Uh, you know, that's bad news for us. That is bad news for us. That is anti-competitive practice. That is tyranny. That is not okay. You know, if they don't want a Parler account, then here's a brilliant idea. How about they just not go on Parler? How about they just mind their own damn business? Unfortunately, more and more, they think that everything is their business. They think that running the world is their business. And if we empower them, then they will be right. And it will be a bad time of it. They might tell you that they mean only the best, but they'll say that when they don't have the power. You give people unlimited power and zero accountability, and then you really find out what they're made of. So I think to answer Ben's question, if I can get off of Amazon for my shopping needs and go other places and come up with alternative sources, I'm going to do that. I think that's wise. I think it's a good idea. That's what I'm going to recommend other people do. If I absolutely need to in order to support the effort that I'm making to take care of my family, to take care of my friends, to take care of my business, you know, if I need to use Amazon as a means to the end of being faithful, then I will. If they are interfering more than facilitating my faithfulness, then that's when I have to leave. And that's that's why I ultimately left Facebook and Twitter. And that's why I'm migrating everything off of Google. I don't trust those platforms. They were useful, and they sure as heck used me while I was on there. I'm sure that they have uh, gone nuts with my data, and uh, and it might come back to haunt me. Who knows? I mean, decades from now, some Facebook employee, some Twitter employee, some Google employee might say, hey, New York Times, have we got a show for you? Here's all of the dirt on this Garrett Mullet guy. Here are the skeletons in his closet. Here is how to cancel him. He's getting a little too big for his britches. His book is being successful, is, uh, is proving successful. He's getting a name for himself. People are starting to listen. Here's how you destroy him. And uh, I've just resigned myself to that fact, right? I mean, it is what it is. That's on them. Uh, I have skeletons. I don't think they're actual literal skeletons, so far as I know. But, you know, there's things that I've done that I don't think need to be public business. There's things that you've done. There's things that everybody's done. And 
I also don't think that it's right that information is cherry-picked and selectively uh, broadcast and publicized so that very powerful, very rich people who uh, almost assuredly have far bigger, darker, more numerous skeletons in their closet can just make you go away and make you be quiet when they don't want other people to hear you. I don't think that that fact that people are being canceled and muzzled and silenced and threatened and bullied and destroyed, I don't think that that fact is a good reason to back off. I think that fact is a good reason to redouble our efforts and to diversify our supply routes. You know, if Amazon is my only option and all of a sudden tomorrow they say, you know what, we don't want to publish your book anymore. We've gotten some complaints. We don't like the subject matter. We find this offensive. It's opposed to our agenda. We're supporting the teachers' unions. We're supporting public education. We find your antiquated ideas to be on the wrong side of history. So we're not going to publish your book anymore, and that's it. Then I ought to have been thinking about where else I might try to take my book to get it published. I might just need to have some kind of an idea in place. Let's say, and this is a crazy scenario. I don't imagine this happening, by the way. Okay, I'm just throwing this out there as a hypothetical. But let's say I need to stop using Amazon or Amazon just decides we're not going to sell to you anymore, right? We don't like your politics, so we're going to delete your account. Again, not saying it's going to happen, but when all of a sudden people find themselves locked out of their Facebook and their Twitter and they're not able to reach an audience, what, what, I mean, where does the line get drawn? How far is this going? You know, what if they decide they're not going to sell you things anymore because they don't like your politics, because you might use the things that they sell you to advance an agenda they don't like? I mean, where's, where's the line? Where's the limit? I don't think these people have a line or limit. Um, if that happens, I need to have some sort of other idea, some other option besides Amazon to get my things, to get my groceries, to get my uh, knickknacks, my furniture, my clothing, my electronics. I need to have another option. And so that really is what I'm trying to encourage you as an audience to do. That's what I've encouraged my wife to do is let's find another option. In this case, in the case of publishing my book, it was the easiest, most convenient option to use Kindle Direct Publishing. It's the first time I've ever published a book. I was pressed for time. And I didn't want to go with a traditional publisher. So I went with Kindle Direct Publishing. And actually, I made the determination to go with Kindle Direct Publishing before this whole debacle with Parler. I didn't realize they were going to do that. I didn't even know they could do that, actually, to be quite honest. I didn't realize that Amazon Web Services was where Parler was hosted. And now that Parler is gonzo, what's to keep my book from being canceled? I don't know. I think that we don't need to be part of boycotts just because we're trying to get away from anybody that has uh, a checkered past or supports things that we don't like. I mean, where do you draw the line? I thought about this a number of years ago with regards to Pepsi, for instance. And I knew that they were pushing things that I didn't agree with, especially as far as the LGBT agenda. Uh, let's say you know Black Lives Matter now, today. That's the new thing. If a company is supporting Black Lives Matter and they're promoting it, Audible, if Audible all of a sudden is saying, hey, we're promoting Black Lives Matter, here's a whole bunch of recommendations of books that promote uh, Ibram 
Kindy X's uh, anti-racism and a whole bunch of things that you know are nonsense and are actually very toxic and bad. If uh, Apple all of a sudden is trying to encourage me to support black-owned businesses, in particular, like literally that was the, the, the little marquee that scrolled across my phone. Here's some black-owned businesses for you to support. Hmm, weird. I feel like there would be an absolute outcry if that said, here's some white-owned businesses to support. This seems racist, actually, doesn't it? If I all of a sudden have to get rid of my phone and I don't have another phone, I don't have the money. I really don't. I don't have the money to go and buy some weird off-brand and experiment with it. I don't have the time. I'm just kind of stuck right now. I'm stuck with a number of service providers that I don't really especially like or agree with. And I don't think that we have a responsibility to get off of them post-haste if we don't have another option. I think if we can start doing the research, if we can start figuring out a good option or develop one, right? If you're a pioneer and you can develop an alternative to the iPhone or Android or you know, something that makes current alternatives work better, like by all means, get behind that. Uh, you know, Robinhood, Robinhood locking out small-time investors from being able to buy GameStop. And then the SEC gets involved and they're warning people about the risks. And Robinhood's going to put that on blast, right? You know, if all of a sudden it's like, well, hey, I can get off of Robinhood and patronize some other site that is actually respectful and not manipulating things, not being fraudulent and disingenuous and corrupt and manipulative, then I'm, I'm going to do that. And I would recommend you do it as well. If all of a sudden Ford comes out tomorrow and I own two Fords, I own an E350 and a F2, not an F250, F150. If all of a sudden Ford comes out tomorrow and they say, we are putting all of our chips on the table for Planned Parenthood, uh, would I like to trade my vehicles in at that point? Yes. Will I ever buy another Ford? Not if I can help it. Uh, am I all of a sudden going to stop driving my Ford? No. Can't afford to do that. It's my Ford now. And uh, it's reprehensible what they might be doing. And I'm not saying Ford's going to do that, by the way. Just to be clear. But I think what we do is we try to be wise. We try to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. And we try to be principled. And we try to be circumspect and prudent and we don't fear man. We shouldn't be getting off these platforms because we're afraid of these people. We should be getting off these platforms because we don't want to uh, patronize them. We don't want to be funding and supporting corrupt, evil, wicked, and excessively powerful people if we can help it. If we can help it is the key phrase here. Now, the flip side is something Doug Wilson on blog and may blog here uh, the past week said about selling his books on Amazon. He said that you know, if Amazon wants to host and offer his books on their platform and they're content, then by all means, you know, why not use this to God's glory to promote the truth? So that's what it is for me on the homeschooling thing too. You know, Amazon is where people are at. There's a part of me that second guesses having just released my book, whether it was wise and prudent for me to get off of Facebook and Twitter right when I'm releasing my book and I could really use the big uptick and support. But uh, it is what it is. And so I think I would encourage everybody to be similar in uh, their approach to this. If you can use these platforms for God's glory 
and for the benefit of those you care about, uh, then do so. But start making other plans now. Anyway, that's all I got for today. Thanks again for the question, Ben. Until next time, thanks for listening and uh, God bless. You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you heard today, visit the homepage for On The Rocks blog at onthe.rocks. Also, check out On The Rocks blog podcast with Micah Hirschberger weekly on Anchor FM. If you haven't yet done so, hit subscribe to this podcast also. And you can reach Garrett Ashley Mullet with any comments, questions, or complaints at garrettmullet at gmail.com. Hello, this is Garrett Ashley Mullet, host of the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM, and also chief editor and writer at On The Rocks blog since 2015. I have just published my first book. It is available on paperback and Kindle from Amazon.com right now. Are you thinking about homeschooling? Is someone you know considering it? No shortage of books will help you figure out how to do it. This is a book about why you should. Written from the perspective of a homeschooling father of seven who was himself homeschooled growing up, this is an encouragement to fathers and mothers to think rightly about their children's education. What our children believe about God, themselves, one another, and the universe, these are all features of their education, and the worldview our children develop is downstream of the sort of education they receive. And this is why we homeschool. Maybe you are a parent of homeschooling children and you could use some encouragement. Perhaps your local school shut down and now remote learning or homeschooling has been forced on you. Now you could use some help finding motivation to make the best of it. Or maybe you have a friend or family member considering homeschooling their children. Rather than starting you off with another home education how-to, let us start with why we homeschool. And as we figure out the reasons we should do this thing, the way to do it will be made far easier. Just go right on over to Amazon.com and type in, and this is why we homeschool in the search results. It'll come right up. Order your copy today.